Welcome to the International News Podcast. This week we will be looking into cyber attacks. We all know that the United Nations has never been known for its speed and on the issue of cyber attacks at a global scale that is certainly the case. The current international standards regarding cyber attacks are fundamentally inadequate and outdated, as the current framework requires evidence that is difficult to establish and derives from a precedent that is 34 years old. Domestic law has clear definitions on what classifies as a cyber attack, however there remains little government intervention into private cyber attacks, albeit on a local or international scale. Under current international law, there are difficulties in identifying if a nation is behind a cyber attack due to cyber attacks usually being committed by third parties and non-state actors. Current precedent set by the International Court of Justice has determined the standard of evidence for proving that a cyber attack was planned by a nation state requires showing that they had effective control over each specific act for which attribution is sought. It is often hard to find a direct link to a nation which highlights one of the limitations of the existing international law framework whereby a particular act must be attributable to the state from either government bodies or officials. Courts have also previously ruled that providing financial aid, equipment for an attack, or providing safe havens for individual hackers or groups do not meet the criteria for effective control, highlighting the extremely high threshold they must be satisfied to achieve a successful prosecution. Article 2 of the UN Charter states members should refrain from the use of force against the territorial integrity or political dependence of a state. This law of war has limited application to cyber attacks, only covering the small percentage of cyber attacks which are classified as use of force due to their taking place during a time of border conflict. Therefore, significant gaps exist in cases of standalone cyber attacks. The only piece of international legislation surrounding cyber attacks is the Budapest Convention of 2001, which was, although difficult to reach a consensus, provided a criminal justice treaty by criminalizing a list of attacks by means of computer. The legislation also provided procedural tools to make the investigation of cybercrime and securing electronic evidence in relation to any crime more efficient and subject to the rule of law safeguards. It has a total of 67 states included that encourages international police and judicial systems to cooperate on finding evidence of cybercrime. This is the most effective legislation currently available as there are difficulties for different nations to reach a consensus in many areas in cyber attacks, and this legislation has the most nations participating, including Australia. However, there still lacks many large nations for it to be an effective tool against cybercrime. Nevertheless, in 2016, Malcolm Turnbull did attempt to sign up to new agreements with the UK in combating cybercrime, but after he was ousted, little progress has been made in Australia for international cooperation in cyber attacks. There are few Australian laws concerning cyber warfare among nation states. However, hacking, which is defined as unauthorised access to computer systems, and is criminalised under both state and federal criminal law. The Federal Criminal Code Act of 1995 includes the unauthorised impairment of electronic communications. These cyber crimes are common among nations intercepting classified information and hacking power grids, dams and corporations. If a hacker resides within Australian borders, it is possible that the hacker is extradited to other countries if the hacker violates another nation's security or accesses unauthorised electronic communications, depending on the agreements between Australia and that nation. If no extradition treaty is in place, then there is no legal process in which to transfer the perpetrator to the victim country. Cybercrime is so lucrative, it is estimated to make more money than the drug trade, and domestic cyber attacks steal huge amounts of money from banks and various government institutions. These breaches are suspected to
to be from foreign actors, yet there are few ways to legally respond unless the perpetrators are within Australian borders. This lack of government intervention has led to the creation of a new debate surrounding the idea of hackbacks, where a corporation that has been hacked can respond by cyber-attacking the suspected perpetrator. Some experts in cybercrime have said that hacking back can be a reasonable response with the absence of government intervention. However, corporations are at risk of breaching the Cybercrime Act of 2001 if they accidentally access an innocent party's computer, which does lead to disruption in social cohesion and can invite retaliation. Although there is no distinction between hacking and hacking back, one possible legal argument is that a computerized counterattack is an example of self-defense, and some academics view it as a sufficient response in certain circumstances, as the right of restraint and self-help eviction remedies in landlord-tenant relations and the right to self-defense in criminal law to protect personal safety and property. However, Australian Signals Director Chief Mike Burgress stated that hackbacks are illegal. Although this isn't set in law, his view is probably more advisable of an option. In conclusion, the international community lacks any set boundaries for dealing with cyber attacks related to the theft of money, data, or attacking infrastructure. However, there are current basic frameworks in place. Although Australian domestic law includes hacking laws, international cooperation on cyber attacks that target other countries remain inadequate. And a debate on retaliatory measures on hackings, the only practical solution without government intervention is risking as it could invite retaliation and could create further societal disruption. Unless the government steps in to retaliate or track down hackers with tougher measures, this limbo and uncertainty will remain.